Do you feel stuck in your life, career, or business? And are you ready to take things to the next level? If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach passionate about helping people just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals. My superpower is helping people experience tremendous breakthroughs in a short period of time. If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach. What I believe is necessary for uh, just about everything in the world to get better is where we have more of that balance between masculine and feminine. Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. I'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife, Laura, of 26 years and our two almost grown kids. So if you're all about business, personal growth, and peace in your life, you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Inspiration Rising. Hey, if you're a mom wondering if it's possible to have all the things, not missing a single moment with your kids, building that growing business that you dream of, and not burning out in the process. I'm excited for you to hear from Fabian Fredrickson today. She believes that when women make their own money, and lots of it, they experience a profound feeling of safety in their life, allowing them to take up more space in their families, their communities, and the world at large. With over 20 years of experience as the founder of BoldHeart.com, Fabian has been a mentor to tens of thousands of women business owners, and you are going to absolutely love our conversation. Now, just as a reminder, if you enjoy this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Like, tell a friend. Come on now. Tell them to listen to the Inspiration Rising podcast on their favorite podcast app. And if you take a moment and leave us a review on the Apple podcast app, that will actually help us continue to spread the word. We are so passionate about championing the stories of inspiring female leaders. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Fabian Fredrickson. Fabian, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it too, David. Thank you for inviting me. So I want to talk to you, first of all, about female strength. And I know one of the things that you're focus, focused on, obviously, is helping female entrepreneurs and business owners. Why do you think that now at this time in history, female strength, female leadership is needed kind of now in such a profound way. Okay. To get really direct about this, like, can I answer what I really feel? Sure, go for it. There have, there has been for quite some time an abundance, perhaps even an overabundance of strong mas- uh, masculine energy in the world. Mm-hmm. And I love everything that is masculine. I love men, but I think it's been a little lopsided. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I believe is necessary for, uh, just about everything 
in the world to get better is where we have more of that balance between masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at nature, everything that works is when you have the masculine and the feminine working together. You have the yin and the yang working together. And right now, I believe that we have a lot of yang energy uh, at work and the 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 energy of uh, competing and of of doing and of being busy and um, and achievement is not balanced yet with collaboration and compassion and love and being energy and creativity and this is the feminine energy everyone's got both now more than ever, the planet, business, politics needs more of that strong feminine energy just to balance things out. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think what's um, interesting is it seems like the message that I hear is that there are no differences between men and women. Like mm -hmm. there's a strong, I guess, culturally, at least here in the United States, mm -hmm. like there's no difference between men and women. And like, we all are equal, obviously equal in value. Um, but I think that like then there's just no, like anything a man could do, a woman can do better, which might be the case, but uh, that's a song. <laughs> um, so what you're pointing out though, is that there are uniquenesses. Like I'm hearing that, is, I mean, that's your, that's what you're bringing to the table is that there are, that there are uniquenesses um, in women more so, uh, you know, that feminine energy and that we need that. So it's like rather than a woman trying to be more masculine in order to compete in a masculine world, what does it look like for a woman to be just embrace who she is in that femininity and that that is actually what we need? We don't need women to be more masculine. I don't know. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I'm, I'd really like to, to go deeper into this uh, and talk about polarity. Um, uh, again, let's talk about nature. If what would happen to our planet if we were constantly in the sun, constantly in light? Yes. There would be destruction. Mm -hmm. If we were constantly in the dark, nothing could grow. Right. Um, I understand why women, including myself in, in the early days of my career, would put on the armor, the suit of the masculine, not just uh, physically, but figuratively, is mm -hmm. because for the last 5,000, 6,500 years, the masculine has been rewarded. Mm -hmm. Doing, 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 achievement. And listen, I've achieved many things so far in my life. I, I, I am an achiever. So far, I like that. So, so far. far. I've got other places to go, David. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the thing is, if, if, if you understand that the feminine energy, and listen, I'm just not just talking about women. I, I have very close friends who are um, men, who, who are creative and have, we all yeah. have feminine and masculine energy. Of course. And they have some of that um, feminine energy as well. The, the, we've suited up because that's what society has rewarded mm -hmm. and especially those of us who are achievement focused who want to feel significant in our careers and want fulfillment and want to see what we're made of we've had to uh 
put on this mask and shown up as not who we are 100% of the time. So for example, I'm, I'm powerful. I know this about myself, mm-hmm. but I'm also emotive. And I choose the word emotive and not emotional because of course, why do you have to be so emotional has right. been used as, a, as an insult. Right. So I, I really believe that when each of us can figure out men too, because I believe that men have been oppressed uh, just as much. Absolutely. To not show their feelings, to not be creative, to do, 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 and arm, armor up as well, because the masculine has been rewarded almost singularly. Uh, when we can all embrace more and celebrate more of the feminine mm-hmm. of, and I don't mean girly, I mean time to rest and be creative and meditative and 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 uh, just uh, collaborate and love and have compassion and empathy. When we do both, David, I believe that we can be successful, fulfilled, rested. How many of us in business, in life, are the, you know, I, the, the mompreneurs, I am one, I know, it, you know, we start at like 6.30 in the morning and breakfast and get dressed and make lunch and get the kids out the door, go straight to work, and then the minute they come home, dinner, bath, homework, you know, you know the drill, right? And when, where, is, where is the downtime? And so we wear ourselves out and we've got a, especially a bunch of women, although I will say men too, depleted, walking around like zombies, unfulfilled, wondering, is this all there is to life? Mm-hmm. I, I do. Uh, I really resonate with what you're saying in that like, okay, yeah, Dave, you're saying be, you know, allow that uh, my femininity to be what you know, kind of leads the way in my life or business, but that's near impossible if I'm surrounded by a more masculine environment, especially if I don't own my own business and I can't set the tone or culture of my workplace. If I'm in the, in a, in a workplace culture that's dominated by that masculine energy, I do have to armor up, as you say, because it's like, otherwise I'm going to get just eaten up all day. Um, so I, I definitely hear what you're saying. And it sounds like um, I'm assuming by women starting their own businesses and setting the cultural environment, then that's what allows our our environment in the world to shift. Is that one of the ways that you're proposing? Absolutely. There are many reasons why I believe all women should make their own money and ideally lots of it. And self-employment being... Even if it's a, a side hustle, even if you love being a stay-at-home mom, just having a little side hustle, whether it's your Arbonne or your, you know, doTERRA or whatever it is, the, 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 the sense of power, personal power that comes from having your own money is, is massively important for your confidence. But I'm, I'm not sure if either of us are aware of just how many women are in what I would call economic imprisonment in the sense that when they don't make their own money, they are stuck in a toxic situation, whether it be a job, uh, 
a home, a marriage, or worse. And if and they don't, they wouldn't even know what to do. And so I know that that sounds grim, but for 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 expression, for every I believe everyone's got a life's purpose, and everyone has something to express. And some people express it through their children, but there are other ways to express it. And so when a woman can be self-employed. And when she learns how to make her own money and lots of it, she's got a creative expression. She's got what I call, uh, it's a French expression called uh, a secret garden, meaning you have your thing and you can come home at night and talk about your thing and you talk about your thing and I believe it helps a marriage uh, or a union. There, there, I, I believe there's every great reason in the book for, for women to be self-employed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think um, until recently, I would have thought that that economic imprisonment was more in perhaps a lower or middle class, um, you know, marriage or relationship. But I'm seeing it at all levels of economics. Um, I mean, that is, man, I have seen that so profoundly. And especially if the husband doesn't value whatever it is that she wants to spend money on, i.e. self-care type things that might be categorized as self-care, um, you know, as simple as uh, healthy foods or, you know, supplements or nails or going to something with the girlfriends. It's like, it's not going to happen, you know. And, and, and even more bigger situations, bigger decisions. Uh, traditionally, just about everywhere I know in the world, the one who makes the most money makes the final decision about things. So, for example, I have a friend whose name I will not mention, um, who lives in a one of the most affluent counties in the U.S. And her husband has worked on Wall Street for his whole career. And she also had walked on, worked on Wall Street. You know, uh, all the degrees you can imagine. She's been a stay-at-home mom, to, and now to teenagers. She wants to start her own business. And he says now, listen, I just want to retire. I want us to travel. I want us to do all these things. So if you're going to do your little thing, can you just keep it little? Because now I want, you know, I've worked all this time. I've brought in the money. I've bought the three homes and, and the country club. Now I want to rest. So you know, and it's a very subtle message, but she deeply wants to open up her own business and make it work. But the pressure is is strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I've seen is that the man then also wants her to be at his beck and call, not to do things for him necessarily, but to be with him. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want you to be with me whenever I want you to be with me. And I don't want you to have this computer open. I don't want you to have to be thinking about some other things. I just want to, and, uh, just. No, listen, listen, I love men. I love the masculine, but it's just, it's really interesting. Now men have pressure too. Men have the pressure to be masculine, to produce at all costs, work 70 hour weeks. There, there is a, 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 an equal but opposite mm-hmm. pressure by, uh, on the masculine by the masculine. We, we, could, we could talk about this for a long time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm inviting 
all of us to see what it would look like to have a little bit more of that yin feminine energy where we the answer to how are you isn't oh, I'm so busy and, and that's a badge of honor right um, where we can take time off and not have to produce while we're taking time off you know the laptop at the beach mommy will be right there after just one more email that's not a vacation Sure. I'm inviting uh, mompreneurs to make their own money, but to shut it off. Not to go back to the computer after the kids are in bed. Not mm-hmm. to you know put the kids in the bath, shallow water, to then go sneak off to do those couple of, of emails during the weekend. It's it's. I don't know if this is helpful in any how way. How is it possible though? Like, how is it possible if I, as a woman, I want to start my own business or I am running my own business? Uh, statistically, I have more responsibilities in the home than my partner and I want to do both. You know, I don't want to like, how is that even possible? You're going, yeah, the kids just went to bed. Of course, this is my only time where I have uh, quiet time to be able to focus and get work done. Yeah. Yeah. And that may be a reality for a lot of people. I'm not denying that there is a point at which when you choose to gain your time back, and this is one person's opinion and it's totally cool. Some people disagree. I'm open to different ways. The way that I did it was in my, most of my kids are teenagers now, um, is that I, I carved out time when I could, I got a mother's helper, you know, just to come for an hour or two in the afternoon. And then after a while, I was able to afford an au pair. And it really was just about creating boundaries, systems, and getting help whenever I could. Trading time with another mom. Say, if you can take my baby, you know, my kid for two hours, I'll take your kid for two hours tomorrow. There's lots of ways to do this where you can find time. And listen, maybe in the beginning you do work on evenings and weekends, Mm -hmm. but there's a point at which, how is that sustainable for the rest of your life if you're burning on fumes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I do feel, I heard you, let's see, if I do feel like I'm working kind of on fumes, you said boundaries, you said systems, and then you said help. So maybe we could take a minute to talk about those three things. Like how would I, first of all, set boundaries? How would I create systems? I know these are like, you know, long-term answer questions, but like give us the surface to these. You know what I mean? What boundaries do I need to put in place? Okay, so first boundaries. Uh, uh, It's not because you're self-employed that you're unemployed. So, When you're self-employed, especially, well, just anybody, but I work with 98% women. So this is, these are the examples that I see. There's always a neighbor, a friend, or even the spouse that says, would you please go pick up the dry cleaning? Would you, I remember I had this realtor who I coached like 20 years ago, whose husband was a chef who made pies. And when he was done making the pies, he would call her up and say, okay, the pies are ready to be delivered. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, what are you doing? It's his business. Why are you schlepping around town delivering his pies? Well, you know, because I, I'm not in a, in a corporate office. And one of the things that we did right away is to set boundaries, to set boundaries. You know, mom calls me four times a day. Well, please tell mom, you know, while I know that 
I love talking to you. I want you to pretend that I have a corporate job in the sense that if I had a job and I was in a big office building, I wouldn't be able to talk to you four or five times a day. And I know that of all the people in the world who want me to be successful, it's you. So I would like to lovingly ask you, mom, best friend, husband, whoever, would you be willing to wait until six o'clock when I'm driving home or, you know, uh, on the weekends for us to talk. Can I call you from the parking lot in, you know, or as if I was in the parking lot uh, at lunchtime? I, I, more than ever, I need to use my hours of nine and five to make my own money. And that requires focus. Will you love me enough to let me have my time between those hours? There's, they're saying no, you know, no, I don't want to be on the board of this. No, I don't want to, you know, it's about setting boundaries with the people who want to hijack your time because um, they, they, they want, because you want to be a people pleaser. A lot of times it comes down to, you know, feeling like if I give my time away to others, they will like me more. Mm-hmm. Church, where- synagogue. PTA, Yay, all other that. organizations, the baseball team, the gymnastics thing, the dance cl- team, you know, all of those. Yeah. yeah. And you will constantly be having people ask for things because we live in a volunteer oriented culture, like with these types of activities, which is all good, but you don't have to say yes. I actually believe in putting, especially in the first few years of business, putting a pause button on anything that is not related to two things between the hours of nine and five or nine and six or whatever you create, you know, you consider your work hours to be. If it's not being with clients or people who have paid you, then it's working on marketing activities so people will pay you. And those are really only about, especially in the first few years in business, the for only two things I believe you should be working on uh, during those prime hours, even billing and things like that you know, move it to another time, at least give yourself four to five hours a day to market and then be with clients. Boundaries, 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 even if it makes you not very popular with people. Yeah. Yeah. That's very hard. That's very, some of my clients, that's very hard for them to hear um, those types of boundaries. Yeah. It's really hard. They need me. They want me. They, I've got to do this. I need more time, you know, yeah. What happens, Dave, is then they do all this stuff for other people during the day. And then the kids come home and then they deal with the kids and all of that. And then there's no time to get their own needs met. So they've dealt with and they've resented some of the time that they gave, not necessarily to the kids, but to the, oh. all the other people who hijacked their time. Oh, well, I didn't know how to say no, you know. And, oh, I didn't want, if I say no, they'll think I'm a yep. not nice person. And uh, and then they go back to their computers on in the evenings and on weekends, and it eats into their, their self-care time, their joy and bliss time. Um, or their partner or spouse time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Marriages crumble because... The, the spouse says, what about me? And then the spouse resents the business. <laughs> We're talking about all the bad things, but this is real. Sure, this sure. This is real. So that's just boundaries. Okay, and let's talk know, about systems. Yeah, systems is where uh, anything that's done more than once in your business or in your home uh, per year needs a system around it. So 
a system in a business could be reduce, reuse, recycle marketing. You do like a podcast, right? You use that for video. You use that for audio. You break, you, you get a transcript. You create articles from that. You take little memes and put them on social media. You, you, there, it's just you create a system so you're not generating as many things. Uh, systems could be to have uh, an operations manual so that once you set it up, you uh, you can have other people run it for you down the line. There's so many things that you can do uh, to not be the one to generate everything all the time, which means you work less, but you have a bigger leverage. Mm-hmm. And systems at home could be you go shopping at, you know, once a week and you get, you bag up all your food for a meal in a, in a freezer bag and that'll be Monday, labeled Monday and Tuesday and all that in the morning to take it out. You put it either in the slow cooker or let it thaw in the, I'm making stuff up, Dave, but this is real. Like when you have systems for laundry, systems for kids' lunches, uh, systems even for kids' birthday presents. Like I used to buy one gift in bulk. So when Oliver, let's say, was five, he was mostly invited to five-year-old boy yeah. birthday yeah. party. So I would buy 10 or five or 10 of the same type of gift, pre-wrap it, get the cards ahead of time, you know, happy fifth birthday. <laughs> and then it's not this night before morning of, oh, I'm going to a birthday party. Oh, no, we have to yeah. go get a gift, you know, just things. Were all, were all his friends bummed, though, that they're all getting the same gift? Like, why don't they <laughs> ever really give us the care. same gift? What a loser kid. Jeez, what the heck? <laughs> it doesn't really, but again, it's like, then that's an issue of what are they going to think about me? That is, it really is. I mean, when you bring up that idea, I could hear tons of moms go, oh my gosh, like I would never do that. That's embarrassing. Yeah. So there's a point at (laughs) which let's go, let's go into what the topic really is here. The topic is self-worth. When you can take care of your needs first, before you take care of pleasing people who you don't even know and you're not sure you even like. Why do I have to put my life on hold? I know this is super controversial. <laughs> um, why do I have to put my life on hold? Have somebody hijack my time so they think better of me, but I don't even know that? And I'm, I will likely never see them again. And they're why not going to be paying my bills or giving me self-satisfaction for years to come where a business could do that. Indeed. Hmm. Okay. So that's boundaries, systems. Now systems, uh, I have people cause I love systems and I have people tell me all the time, well, I'm just not that kind of person. You know, I just don't want to be restricted by a particular way to do that. And that, and my family doesn't buy into that. My husband or my kids don't want to do things that way. You know, they just leave stuff out or they just do, you know, I, I just, I'd rather, I'm more of a go with the flow kind of person. Sure. Here's what I've taught for years because I have a a program that teaches leverage, how to get from multiple six figures to seven. And it's like we talk a lot about leveraging your systems and leveraging your time. And here's the deal. 
you can keep your time for yourself or you can squander it for everybody else. And when I say, when I introduce the idea of systems, the majority of us who are self-employed are rebels. We are people who, you know, just want to do things our way. That's why we became self-employed in the first place. And the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, oh, no, I don't want to be that structured. I would feel like too imprisoned. And my answer back is, well, it sounds like you're pretty imprisoned in your life right now. Here's the deal. Systems actually give you freedom because of a few systems around, whether it's, you know, at home, laundry, play dates, meals, lunches, gifts, all of the buying clothes, all of that. When you have that, you gain back several hours per day. Mm-hmm. When you set boundaries, you, you can gain back 20 plus hours per week. Yeah. Some, some, sometimes much more. And so I'd rather have systems and freedom to use those several hours per day or dozens of hours per week the way I want to. That is the new freedom. It's a freedom oh. of choice of how you use your time. And when I explain it in that way, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I'll embrace the systems mindset. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I even um, love the way that uh, Tim Ferriss, he's the author of The 4-Hour Work Week and all these deals, he talks about having uh, kind of rules in life where he just sets his own rules. And he goes, I've just chosen that in this season of life, I'm not going to do blank. So like recently he talked about, um, he was doing a lot of angel investing for many years. And then he found that it just wasn't enjoyable for him. It was just stressful trying to figure out all the vetting process and, and then always wondering when he should get out or, you know, investing. And he said, I'm just not investing anymore. Like, that's just kind of my personal rule. Like I'm not doing more investing that requires me to make multiple decisions. So then when people would come to him with a possible, uh, investment opportunity, a young, a young entrepreneur or someone, he could just easily say, you know, right now, kind of a rule that I've made for myself is I'm not doing more investing. Then it becomes impersonal. It's not about that person. It's not saying no to that person. So I just love that perspective of making rules for yourself. You could choose a different, you could call it a value. You could call it, you know, whatever you want if you don't like that term rule. But so many times I think those decisions, the boundaries that you're talking about or the systems that you're talking about can feel like I'm making a judgment about that person. Like I can't help you because, and then it feels like a bad, if it's a, if it's a rule for your life, it's not about that person then. Yeah. It's just in, in, in my book, I call it uh, personal standards. There you go. It's a standard. So, so mm. first, uh, you have to decide what's acceptable for you. Okay. And then you can set a boundary around it. So what you, it, and yeah. the way uh, the book is called Embrace Your Magnificence, get out of your own way and live a richer, fuller, more abundant life. And I talk about making a list of what's no longer acceptable. And I looked at my life, you know what? It is no longer accept. It is not acceptable for anybody to raise their voice at me. Mm-hmm. It is not acceptable for anybody to hit me because in my past, that was a reality. Wow. It is not acceptable for you to continually, for anyone to continually be late for my appointments. It is not acceptable. It is not acceptable. And I know this sounds kind of harsh in the beginning, but you would be very surprised how many, especially women, 
how many women allow things they do not find acceptable to happen. And of course you train people how to treat you based on allowing and not doing anything about that. So when you can make your own list, same thing with work, it is not acceptable that my team makes things fall through the cracks. It is not acceptable that I receive a, um, a, a, a text from a client on my phone at 10 p.m. expecting an answer. I mean, I, I don't get that, but because <laughs> I've said the boundaries before. Sure. But when you can make that list for yourself, Dave, then you can put it in your policies and procedures document of the client welcome letter. Mm-hmm. If you are more than five minutes, you know, just know that we will not extend the session. If you miss a call, you still pay for that call. It's part of the same rules that that you're talking about. But you can have one for home mm-hmm. and one for work. And that is a system. Mm-hmm. And the system then gets leveraged. It's your personal standards get, gets lev- get leveraged. And then team members, if not you, team members can set boundaries for you and share with a client or a team member when they've trespassed your personal standard. Mass, mm-hmm. it's radical, radical in how it changes the quality of your life and of your work uh, when you can do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. So a, a different, a similar but different way of, of calling it a rule. Yeah, I love that. Um, you've talked about that your desire is for women to not only have their own way of making money, but to make a lot of it. And so in this idea of making a lot of money, oftentimes the thought is, well, I've got to work harder or even I've got to work smarter in order to make that, you know, a significant amount of wealth. Um, Are there other principles beyond working harder and working smarter that you would want women to tap into in that process? Yeah, there's a couple of different things. Um, I I teach a course called the Money Magnet Club, and there's two main things that most people don't do, which is the answer to your question, and I'm just going to give you what the thing is about. Number one, most people aren't doing the money actions, the right money actions, the right marketing. There's a thousand things that you could do to market your business, but there's 20%, especially in the early stages of somebody's business. I'm not talking when you're already at seven figures or, you know, 750,000 a year. I'm talking especially in the beginning. There's 20% of the activities that produce 80% of the results that bring in clients and money. And most people aren't doing those four. They're tinkering. They're trying to figure out Facebook ads on their own where they have no idea what they're doing. The algorithms are always changing. Things are too complex. If you can just do Very simple, but effective and proven money actions, such as speaking, whether it's in person, for many of us, that's not possible right now, but video, Zooms, live streams, Facebook lives, like speaking, right? Uh, Content creation, adding value in the marketplace, Um, uh, referral marketing. Most people are on the receiving end of referrals, but they do nothing to generate them. And of course, writing, I mentioned content and things like that. There's just a handful of things that if you, that produce bigger results than all that stuff that are keeping people busy. So if you do some of the um, 
money actions, but then it's also about the money mindset, right? When you start working on your beliefs about money and your wealth consciousness, and you look at what um, your, if you examine your self image and, and do you see yourself as a person who can be uh, somebody who is wealthy? And that is a tough word for some people because in our culture, wealthy and rich are, uh, you know, uh, when you can look at all the beliefs and the self-image uh, that you have, and you can start shifting that. The money mindset and wealth consciousness is also understanding how the world actually works through the universal laws, the universal principles, affirmations, uh, law of attraction, metaphysics. When you learn all of that stuff and you you make your make you fertile soil for money coming in, it does. So it's a combination of money actions and money mindset. And when you learn those two and you practice them daily, consistently, money ushers into your life. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. All of these things you teach people through um, your Bold Heart programs. Um, tell us a little bit about Bold Heart and what you offer and how you can help people. Bold Heart is a it's a it's an incubation uh, implementation incubator for basically for women who want to get more clients, make more money. So if you're at five figures a year, you're making ten twenty thousand a year, and you want to get to six figures. We've got the growth track that helps you focus on marketing and sales. Once you're already at six figures and you're ready to go to multiple six into seven figures, we've got the leverage track and it teaches you how to leverage your time, team, systems, etc. And, uh, and then we've got things like the mindset retreat and the money magnet club and lots of other uh, shortcuts to doing it. And all of that is on boldheart.com. Or you can follow me, you know, at Fabienne on most of the social networks. I love that name, boldheart.com. Such a great URL. Um, the business clarity assessment, I know you're offering that at boldheart.com. Tell us what that is, how that would benefit someone if they want to go in and take that. Basically, it's, it's an assessment, a quiz that helps you figure out where you are at the uh, entrepreneurial life stage of your business and what you need most right now. So there's there's several stages of being an entrepreneur, but most people aren't doing the actions that would really help them at that stage. So you answer a few questions uh, and you get a specialized report customized just for you based on your answers of what to focus on to build your business and, and grow your impact and income. Bold. And it's free, of course. It's free, boldheart.com. All right, one last question, Fabian. Why do you live in Paris? Tell us more. Mm, I am uh, somebody who seeks uh, beautiful experiences. And when I started thinking about where does my heart soar and where am I the happiest, I thought, you know, it's Paris. And I said, why don't you live where you love to vacation? And so we uprooted our family and all five of us moved here close to five years ago. And we're loving every moment of it. 
And I hear the siren in the background. It sounds like a very dangerous place. Sirens. <laughs> I can't make that up. <laughs> That's so fun. Well, thank you, Fabian, so much for being with me. I just, uh, I'm impressed by you and what you do. And I encourage people to go check out goldheart.com. Thank you. And Dave, you're an amazing interviewer. Thank you for including me. Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor, share it with a friend, take a screenshot of your favorite episode and text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949-401-6090. That's 949-401-6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. Not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity. Mm -hmm.